Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast, coming to you live from Morningstar Lodge number 47. Leave your aprons at the door, my brothers. Hello and welcome to the Freemasons Podcast. I am your host, Right Worshipful Brother George Mudry, and with me tonight... Worshipful Brother Joe. Worshipful Brother Ken. Tonight's episode is going to be 81, The Hellfire Club. We're going to be talking about The Hellfire Club. There were a couple prominent Masons that were part of it, and that's going to be our topic. But first, we have some likes. So let's go through them as soon as I can get to them. Okay. We have, I think we did this, all right, but we'll try it again. Oscar Dotti, Roy Kessling, Mike Lamb, and Kevin Carwile. Those are the three likes. So, only three this week. Only three this week. Okay. Brothers, okay. right hand to arms. To, to arms. arms. Ready. 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 Aim. 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 Fire. Good fire. Fire all. Together, brothers. Viva, viva, viva! Ken, you got your stuff up there for the. Uh, Please don't put your stuff up there, Ken. For Which the stuff for the Hellfire Club. You already brought it's, it up, right? Yes, sir. All right, cool. So, the only thing I want to do is check uh, Apple Podcasts, and once we do, we're off to the races. Got to make sure we get everybody in, you know. Yeah, we can't forget anyone. May I have your no. cannon, please? The last one we had was Bulldogf. Okay, yeah, we so, uh, we toasted bulldogs. <laughs> the unpronounceable, the unpronounceable. Yes. But actually, I'd like to propose a toast, if I may. All right. I know it's your show, but I'll ask no, for a special. It's our toast. show. I claim no ownership to it. I'd like to uh, propose a special little birthday toast. We're off by about a week. All right. But we'll do it nonetheless. Okay. One of our longtime listeners and personal friend of mine, Susan who listens to the show all the time and does uh-huh. quite a bit. Her birthday was last weekend. Wow. So I'd like to propose a toast to her. Fire away. Happy birthday, Susan. Brothers, right hand to arms. Arms. Ready. 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 Aim. 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 Fire, good fire, fire all. Together, brothers. Viva. 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 All right. Thank you for listening, and happy birthday. Yes. Happy birthday. All right. So we're going to be talking about uh, the Hellfire Club in England, as well as uh, its connections to Freemasonry, if there are any. So let's start off first. Uh, Let's talk about what exactly the location and what the Hellfire Club itself was. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I know it was in a cave. Uh, Ken, you got any information on any of this? Among other things, yeah. Yeah. And it was also, uh, it was formed in Ireland. Uh Mm-hmm. Um, from what I understand, it's a relatively short-lived club, too, um, uh-huh. unless there are some 
organizations that claim, you know, ancestry or lineage back to the Hellfire Club that call themselves that this day and age. Um, like Clandy Hellfire Club? Like Clandy Hellfire Clubs. Uh-huh. Um, they were around in like the 1740s, late, late, mid to late 1700s in Ireland. Uh-huh. Um, that's the origin of that club. Um, I guess if you listen to what the conspiracy theorists and the general public... What happened? Ooh. The Chucky dolls on the toilet. Oh, God. <laughs> Say you. Who did that? <laughs> I was waiting for somebody to go in there. The Chucky dolls they're, on the toilet. That weird the, doll that Rocco brought. The weird doll that Rocco brought. Did it scare the crap out of you? <laughs> you know, I got to tell you, the Hellfire Club did not engage in these types of shenanigans. This um, is they, they engaged truly... in quite a few other types of shenanigans yeah, that we won't get did. into. But uh, <laughs> for those wondering what just happened, and I apologize, Ken, for interrupting. Oh, no, please. But it was well have, worth it. <laughs> um, Red Wishful Brothers, George's daughter, came into the room, and uh. she's like, she looks so scared. She's crying. <laughs> oh, now I feel bad. This isn't fun anymore. You did this. I made a little girl cry. That's not fun. Okay, so she's laughing. So what I did earlier, probably about 45 minutes ago, um, while I was in the bathroom, I happened to see the doll, and I'm thinking, all right, toilet has a lid. Let me put the lid down, and it might be a little creepy to put the doll in there. So as soon as you open the door. The first person who goes into the bathroom. The, the doll's staring you right in the face. And it's a good sized doll. It's probably like a three foot doll. It looks like I, a little I, kid. I, I wish it. <laughs> you would have got me good. It wasn't intended for your daughter, um, Georgie. Would have been okay. But, yeah, you would have been fine with it. But I actually forgot about it, it. <laughs> because it was. I did it a while ago, and I I totally forgot about it. <laughs> Poor girl. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh my god. Uh, so, all right, again, back on the Hellfire right, Club. Back to the Hellfire Club. So, 1740s, 1750s, mid 1700s, this club uh, existed in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't really had a chance to dig too much into it, but what do you guys, when you think the Hellfire Club, what do you guys think in the back of your mind? Having done no research, what was your thought on what that club did? Ben Franklin and orgies. No. Yeah. yeah. That's what comes to mind. Yes. Right? Yep. For better or for worse, um, that's what comes to my mind. Yep. So intellectuals, uh, men, men who are pillars of the community. This is the club where they go to yeah. blow off steam. Yes, where they're not so pillar like. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yep. Ben um, Franklin is definitely associated with the club. Yes, he is. One of the more um, famous. There was a couple English uh, guys who were also uh, Duke Wharton, the Grand Master of England from 1722 to 1723. Second, the reputed founder of the Dublin Hellfire Club, Richard Parsons. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was also twice Grand Master of Ireland from 1725 to 1730. Uh, so, Ben Franklin, who was also a brother. So, yeah, there ben were some Masons yes. that were members of this organization yes. as well. And uh, it basically, while Freemasonry bound its members to obey the moral, and I'm citing this off, off of uh, freemasonry.bcy.ca, History forward slash hellfire forward slash hellfire HTML. 
Okay. If you spelled it right. If I spelled it right. We'll uh, it's basically the Grand Lodge of British Columbia in Yukon's website. Oh, so wow, this is an actual website. This isn't Angel Fire. This isn't Freemasonry yep. Watch. This is an actual website. And we've cited uh, those guys before. They've got awesome articles yes. on their site. Oh, like Canadian Brethren. The, oh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Grand Absolutely. Lodge of British Columbia. They're, like we've, they're Canadian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of research, and they do good research, too. Right. And what, what it basically says uh, is, while anti-Masons will point out the Hellfire Club as an example of Masonic immorality, mm-hmm. uh, the conspiracy theorists will see the club as an ex, uh, exercise in political machination. Machinations. Machinations. Yeah. That's, that's a good try. I tried. Yeah. And are there are a few facts to support either opinion. Uh, the Practices and uh, philosophies of the several Hellfire clubs would certainly appear to be anti-ethical, right? Um, A n t i t h i c a l, antithical. Antithical. Mm-hmm. Uh, to those of Freemasonry, whereas Freemasonry is taught in moderation, the Hellfire clubs promoted excess. Uh, while uh, law-abiding, uh, lawful citizens, the Hellfire Club, uh, well, hold on a minute, uh, while Freemasonry bound its members to obey the moral law and to be lawful citizens, which we still do yep. to this day, the Hellfire Clubs encourage drunkenness, debauchery, and disregard for social convention. I guess we figured out what uh, where Puppet George belongs. Mm. Uh, I think right. we just figured that out. I yeah. think our podcast runs somewhere in between. Yeah. Well, no, we, were, we were on a good run before the Schultz brothers joined. <laughs> <laughs> and they, then they just... Oh, they well, we had us. the moral high ground before the Schultz brothers joined? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm holding on to, yeah. Yeah, so the uh, first reputed founder of the preeminent London Hellfire Club, Philip Duke Wharton. Uh, mm-hmm. He was the Grandmaster of England. He was the founder of it. Uh, they basically started this whole club. Um, and again, yeah, Ken, you asked the question, what was our... What was our opinion of it? I I truly believe that it's it's quite similar to what I guess you would say the um uh the antithesis of Freemasonry. No, I was gonna say it's quite similar to the Bohemian Grove. Yeah, not as debauchery is bad. I, I don't believe the Bohemian Grove is as bad as the Hellfire Clubs were, um, but. Uh, I think it's the same, same along the same principles. It's a place to blow off steam. Yeah. It's a place to, and I don't know if the Hellfire Clubs had rituals. Do you know if there was a uh, ritual involved or in? I don't know for certain, but I would guess that there was know, something. It, there were probably mockeries of mm-hmm. of ritual involved. Right. I'll dig a little bit deeper into that, but right. um, really, it was the place look, to blow off steam. Yeah, to 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 be a successful man, a rich man. A right. well-to-do man in that time required you to have to, to adhere to these really rigorous rules of morality and behavior in public. Right. So it kind of makes sense that these types of organizations would pop up where uh-huh. guys could just go and like do right. the exact opposite. And and I also just want to just say we are not um, condoning their actions. No, <laughs> not at all. We're not condoning their actions, but there are prominent Freemasons that started this. So I mean, yeah. it's. It's something that conspiracy theorists have brought up about Freemasonry, and it's something we're going to cover. Yeah, and it's not so. something that Masonry would condone in general either. I think it's just, you know, these these guys who were of upright moral character right. at this time decided they wanted to do something that was a little different. So but it they, does kind of fit the M.O. of Ben Franklin and what we know about it him. It really does, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, loose. Ben Franklin was. Uh, he would let loose every once. He would in let a loose while. quite not even once in a while. <laughs> quite a bit. Yeah, more often than not. You know, I, I will just go out and say this: that um, many prominent uh, men who, you know, it's funny how history works. Like, for instance, uh, I, I believe it was Israel Putnam. Mm-hmm. Was it Israel Putnam, or was, who was the one who was running the Green Mountain Boys in the Revolutionary War? Uh, that was Ethan, Ethan Allen. Allen. That was Ethan Allen. Yeah. Ethan Allen was a drunk. Makes a yeah. hell of a couch. He too. was a he was a, yeah. a fall down drunk, and all of his boys of the Green Mountain Group, they were the same. They were pretty. They were pretty bad, you know. Um, but you know, if you go back, like it, again, if you look back in history, you know, you re- you realize this. But everybody thinks that. He was a war hero. Like, he's a hero. Yeah. You're not seeing the other end of it. Again, uh, I know Benedict Arnold ended up going down in infamy as the world's worst traitor on the planet. But, you know, he, you know, even as in his... a military his, commander, he wasn't... He was a military that, commander. So. But if you look at, at his history, yeah. he actually, you know, was a pretty good dude that got screwed over because mm-hmm. people didn't like him. And mm-hmm. he finally got pissed off enough to he's like, the hell with this, I'm out. Yeah. But he got screwed over multiple times. Yeah, then the British screwed him over. And then the British screwed him over again, you know. But, you know, he's one of those people I feel bad for. Like, he really got a raw deal, you know. Uh, But the Hellfire Clubs, back on that, you know, they were a place for, for... not primarily Freemasons, but you know, I, I believe it was was it wasn't all Freemasons, correct, Ken? No, not it, at all. No, 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 no. It, was, it just so happened that a couple, well, I mean, a lot of outstanding founders. men in, during that time were Freemasons, and there were a lot more Freemasons around than there were today. Yeah, it was more of a like a uh, aristocratic social club, yep. right? Yeah. And uh, so it's it was like actually a in a cave. Only worse. <laughs> I've never been Toastmasters. It was actually in a cave too. Um, in this particular cave, it actually was on uh, History Channel. Was it? No, it wasn't History Channel. What was it? A and E had uh, Liberty, uh, not Liberty Ghost Hunters, just the regular Ghost Hunters, the Taps yes, guys. Yep, yeah, and they that. did a whole uh, ghost hunting thing in the Hellfire mm-hmm. Clubs, and it is it's one of the primary haunted places. Yep, and actually. it kind of makes sense that they would meet in those types of locations oh, because, like, off you didn't want to be, in, yeah, you didn't want to be in like somebody's study in their house, like you know, and in Manhattan or something like that. You wanted mm-hmm. to be somewhere where you could, you know, be completely anonymous and mm-hmm. do all these crazy things that these guys used to do. And this was actually called Wharton's Hellfire Club. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, just going to cite again from this site here. Uh, little is known about the first Hellfire Club. Wharton's Hellfire Club venture probably began in 1720. It is uncertain whether Wharton or whoever did start the Hellfire Club picked up the idea from an earlier body. Now... If you want to go back to um, the Roman times, this was a well, common thing. This was like a Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> Might have even but been like you a even had yeah, exactly. I believe that there Tuesday was actually uh, there was the not clubs, but they were like social groups of Romulus and Remus. Yep, and they were again they they hid in underground caves and they did all kinds of crazy shit out there too. So. This is not something new. They just kind of adopted it for this particular new age, mm-hmm. yeah, in a sense. Um, well, they didn't really have a very rigid structure either, from mm-mm. what I understand. Nope. Um, the English and let's see, the English and Irish Hellfire Clubs did not appear to be particularly rigid. Uh, did not appear to have particularly rigid formal <laughs> structures. No. They will perhaps be more accurately described as a shared special interest group designed mm-hmm. purely for hedonistic and self-indulgent pleasure with a view 
to amusing themselves and shocking society. Mm. Yeah. It sounds about right for the mid-1700s. And, I mean, don't forget, you know, back in these times, there was no cell phones. There was no social media. There was no, you know, cameras watching everything you do or yeah. audio recordings or anything. So, realistically, to get caught doing things like this, Probably didn't happen too often. It's unlikely if you're a politician and you run off into a cave and no. drink a bunch with your buddies that anybody was going to have a photo of you or use right. it against you in your next campaign. And yeah. even if they did, I mean, the whole social class in you know, the whole setup, if that's happened today, they, they, they'd rake you over the coals. You'd yep. be in serious, serious trouble. And again, you know, but back in those days, you know, if you spoke out in a sense against politicians and everything, They'd kill your ass. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah no, that's, you would just disappear. You would yeah. just disappear. You'd go away. And just, so the, the everyday citizen holding up his cell phone, yeah, you wouldn't really stand up a chance because they would just, you never went against the ruling class. No, Part of the reason too why. Too much power. No, too way much too much power. power. Especially if they were tied to the crown of any particular nation. Yep. Forget it. Um, let's see here. So uh, going back into this, uh, it starts... Um, uh, Ned Ward, in A Secret History of Clubs, has a tale of an atheistical club in the reign of Anne. Uh, George I issued the order of the council directed at the Hellfire Club, suppressing immortality, immorality, immorality excuse me, yeah. and profaneness. The anonymously written pamphlet, The Hellfire Club, kept by society in blasphemers, hailed the club's downfall with poetic bombast. When the band fell in 1721, Wharton made a speech in the Lords denying that he was a patron of blasphemy. So, I mean, we talked about just a second ago that this wouldn't happen in modern day, but you know what? They were catching shit back then, too. Mm -hmm. Like, when people started finding out about this, they were like, whoa, what the hell's going on here? So, their little fun little adventure in a cave didn't really last too long. Right. I mean, it says when the band fell in 1721. I mean, that wasn't too far off of when it began in 1720. Mm -hmm. So. It looks like they did have uh, roles, though. I mean, it was not like a Masonic Lodge. Uh -huh. um, but I caught something here where. Uh, a little bit of structure. James Worsdale served as the master of the revels of the Dublin Hellfire Club. Uh -huh. So I don't know that they had any kind of like officer structure like mm -hmm. freemasonry does but master of the revels sounds yeah it sounds vaguely Masonic. familiar master of ceremonies yep. master you know that sounds roughly uh but after this uh they started popping up in ireland scotland so this mm -hmm. this kind of tradition was kind of carried on my assumption is that all of the people you know and again the hellfire club wasn't you know, particular to just a couple of guys. I'm sure there was invites and everything. I mean, it went for an entire year. Think of how how quickly something can blow up within a year yep. of bringing in new members. I mean, look at the the, the Illuminati, or the the real Illuminati, not mm -hmm. the crap that they're pushing today. But yeah, the, the ones that are trying to steal your money, right? Or, or even the ones that claim that they're Illuminati and there's no story. But the Illuminati again started off with again humble beginnings, mm -hmm. and then uh, you know they were primarily freemasons mm -hmm. you know and then they kind of blew up within a very short period of time and the minute that the powers that be got wind of them they squashed them and put them to the ground but i mean within i mean year two years three years i mean how fast how quickly can you grow 
you know, and that's even Masonic lodges. I mean, you get seven petitions in one year. You put seven guys through the through the chairs, you know, quickly grow. Yep. So, uh, but I imagine that these particular people who went to this the uh, Wharton Hellfire Club mm-hmm. went back home and then started their own. Right. I mean, really. Like, hey, this is a great idea. I it's want a great one. idea. You know, yeah. hey. I want to be the master of rebels. Let me start yeah, my own. I know. Yeah, I. Uh, I, I like that title. <laughs> I, for one, I, I don't agree with this in any way, shape, or form. Uh, I think where you can't sit here and have a dual idealistic mentality. You can't sit here and adhere to the tenets yeah. of Freemasonry, and then you're going in caves and acting like an ass. Like yeah. you're a Freemason in and right. out of out yep. of lodge. Absolutely. So me particularly, if this was going on, I'd be a Freemason adamantly opposed to this. Yep. Uh, this is not okay. And for the record, when I said I want to start one, I was being those guys that wanted to take one home. I don't personally <laughs> right, right. want yeah. to start. Just he was just <laughs> showing how it spread at that. Right, point. Right, yeah. right, right. They were like, "Oh, I want one. I don't want one. I, yeah. I just want to. I don't want anybody judging me. I don't. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't need one of those." So we got some. Uh, I got a little bit of a list of people who are members of this particular order. Actually, there was another one. It was uh, they met in the revamped alley. In hold on, let me get back here. The Order of the Friars of Saint Francis of Wycombe. I'm assuming. I think that's close. Okay, yeah. Sir Francis Dashwood Scandalous Permissive Society of Medmenham is one of the most intriguing of the 18th century puzzles. Its origins and activities, even in its existence, have been subject to dispute of the wildest guesswork. Today, it is commonly referred to by name, borrowed from its Wartonian ancestry, and never used at the time, either by members or outsiders. It is remembered not only as the Hellfire Club, but as the Hellfire Club, eclipsing the rest. So this particular one apparently got the biggest uh, push. Mm -hmm. So uh, it is kind of... This is a kind of question begging which disguises a mystery. Some historians survey the club's career in seeing nothing but harmless jollifications. Potentially. (laughs) Other chapter you went to, I guess. I guess so. Uh, And again, you know, even, I mean, you could take the same, if you want to compare it to Freemasonry. um, You know, we have our ritual, but if you go to Pennsylvania or you go to Iowa, it's Mm -hmm. the same ritual. But changes. Yeah. For instance, uh, worshiper brother Joseph and Greg Schultz just had a table lodge, mm-hmm. and they posted in the community group uh, their toasts. Yep. And I slightly I've, different from ours. Slightly different, yeah. and they actually did uh, right hand to swords or something, and everybody yeah. held a knife. Yep. You know that was pretty cool actually, but that's not what we do here in yep. uh, Connecticut. Yep. Uh, and again, you also have lodge traditions that do a little differently. For instance, you know, some lodges do the vivat, some don't. Yeah. Uh, some do the I'm grand honors, that. some don't. Yep. Like so, you get variations. Yep. Uh, quite similar to this, I'm sure that the original Wharton Hellfire Club had a certain. This is what we're going to do, and then somebody came forward who went to this club or whatever and said, uh, "No, we're doing. We're adding this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why? Because it'll be fun." Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but that club was around in the 1760s, and uh, you know, 
who, who knows if some of this stuff was was true i mean i'm sure uh, you know there's a lot of rumor and speculation so maybe some of it was true maybe some of it was not i just want to be clear right now that uh all of the things and you can look it up for yourself i have two small kids in the room so we're not going to get into explicit yeah, detail gonna, plus yeah. we're also live on facebook and yep. we're not going to get into explicit detail you're welcome to look this up on your own but i just want to say for the conspiracy theorists and the people who think we're all evil, this does not happen in Masonic lodges nope. anywhere unless they're clandies. So just <laughs> got to clarify that. Yep. Uh, Puppet George may do these things. I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure he does. <laughs> He's man in the camera again. He's uh, <laughs> keeps giving us that stare again. He knows. Surprisingly quiet, though, so mm -hmm. I think we might be striking a nerve. I think so. I think he's uh, clamming up on us. Right. So we have uh, some members of this particular order that was at this one at uh, Wycombe? Wymancombe? Wymancombe? Uh, Mr. Clark. Nah, that's funny. He just goes by the name Mr. Clark. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear their so full name at one of these things. <laughs> Uh, Sir Francis Dashwood, Sir John das Dashwood, king and founder's half-brother, uh, John de Aubrey, George Bub Dodlington. Again, this list goes on and on. Uh, Lucinda Pendleton. No, I'm kidding. Wrong list. Wrong list. <laughs> <laughs> no Lucinda Pendleton. That was just me messing around. So, but, um, so... Ken, do we have pictures of the cave? Um, not in the article that I was reading. I'm going to um, look them up. See if we can find something here. This article has pictures of... Um, Hellfire Caves, they're called. And I actually have them right here. It's in West Wycombe. So this is actually not far away from where the original Wharton Club was made. The, uh, the, the other one I was just talking about a minute ago. They are pretty cool caves. Though. They are pretty cool caves. Like um, I'd love to do it. I think it's a, is, it's a museum now, right? Um, or it's like a, something you can go visit. Yeah, I think visit, you can right? go visit. Yeah, from what the pictures I'm looking at here, right. that looks like there's... So I have some pictures on my computer here. It's uh, actually a pretty nice cave. For yeah. those who are watching cool. live, um, a meeting in there. I'm pretty sure you can post pictures to it, but if you can't... I'll, uh, I'll post one to the... Uh, Gideon! What's up, Gideon? Whoa, Gideon! Warshall brother. All right, Warshall brother. Brother Gideon. Haven't seen him in a while. Nope. We're talking about the Hellfire Clubs. But, uh, yeah, some of these caves are, I'm not going to lie, they're creep as shit. They're very creepy. And I, for one, would not be okay with going into a cave, even for debauchery or drunkenness or whatever. Even for debauchery it's and drunkenness. It's creepy creepy going into a cave i mean for instance have you guys ever been to like how caverns that's local right i've not been there i might have gone when i was a real little kid and i don't remember yeah, they have uh house caverns and secret caverns they're actually in uh upstate new york you should go check them out really cool but um yeah they're creep they're big open wide spaces and you know little secret rooms and stuff there's actually a map and yeah, they yeah, actually it's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I'm actually I was looking for the map. That's what I was actually looking for. There's a map of the cave. Oh, here we go. Found it. Boom. So here we go. <clears throat> you have the entrance to the cave in the Hellfire Caves of West Wycombe. 
Entrance to the cave. I think it's Wycombe. Wycombe? Wycombe yeah, sounds like it's in... Uh, Africa. What's the country from Black Panther? <laughs> Wakanda. What? <laughs> it sounds like it's Wakanda. I think it's Wycombe. All right, so you got to listen to some of these here. All right. Miner's Tool Store, the Steward's Cave, the Intersect of Ra. Now, that's interesting. Ra is in the Egyptian sun god. I'm thinking. It's, it's R-A, capital R. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's that, the Egyptian sun god. That's the him. one. Paul Whitehead's cave in uh, the robing room. All right. As opposed to the disrobing room? <laughs> That's at the they end of the game. I, I'm going from the beginning of the okay. cave. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Anybody, I'm can, sorry. Any, anybody can, be, uh, can look this up if they'd like. Uh, the Circle of Lord Sandwich. <laughs> well, I mean, there is like an Earl of Sandwich. I believe it was the I'm thinking like, Earl of Sandwich. I, I don't know. If you're going into a cave for, for debauchery, I'm thinking it's like Man Sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sarah's way. My with mind, a, no, no, time out. My mind didn't go there, did you? Yeah, no, mine <laughs> no, neither did mine. I was just like, I could really use a sandwich right now. <laughs> right, I'm hungry. I've got like this Arthur Treacher's sandwich thing in my head. Right nice now. shirt, by the way. Why, thank you. Definitely need a larger size. Oh, uh, the, <laughs> oh <laughs> Then there's a there's an, uh, a hallway called 22. It's XXII. Okay. 22. I don't know what the significance of that would be. Uh, and then at the end of that, it's called Sarah's Way, question mark. Ironically, one of the caves is called Franklin's Cave, one of the open areas. Uh, the catacombs. This kind of is disturbing. It's called the Children's Cave. That's kind of screwed up. Yeah, that's not cool. Not, not a fan of that. No. Not uh, skull. Alcoves? Yeah, you got that. The banqueting hall? So there was actually a banqueting hall where they probably ate and did whatever. Are you seeing this map? You're not seeing this map, Ken? No, I'm on a different page. Oh, okay. Did they eat sandwiches in the dining hall? I don't know. <laughs> if they served anything else, I'm going to Well, wait, I have sandwiches for <laughs> George's request. Um, the heart of Ariadine? That's weird. That's weird. That I don't know what that is. And then you have the next area is called the Triangle, right? Okay. <laughs> is that like the Eiffel Tower? No, it's actually the cave looks like a triangle. I swear to God, I'm yeah. picking up what you're putting down. <laughs> yeah. uh, the wine store. Okay, the, that makes sense. You have to have a you have to have some booze. Right? The the, but- the buttery the buttery. <laughs> He's looking the, at the map now. What butter knife? The buttery. No, it's called the buttery. Oh, the buttery? <laughs> <laughs> Which across from that is the miner's cave and the nun's cave. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Certain types of sandwiches require This butter. is kind of creepy. Read the next one, Joe. The River Styx? Yeah. So, I have Dante's Inferno. Yeah. River Styx. That was a uh, a river in hell, I guess you can say. Well, it's the, the, uh, the crossover. Yeah. It was between this this world in the uh, afterlife uh-huh. you have to cross the river sticks in order to or you can just go with the band sticks yeah they were pretty named cool, in them what are they saying more than a feeling was that no sticks? that was uh oh no you renegade right renegade renegade, renegade was you mr roboto oh, mr roboto was there yep. yep. uh so anyway moving on then we have uh this is actually quite interesting xxiv which is 34 question mark question mark the cursing well. the cursing well and at the very end of the cave was the inner temple 
creepy. Yeah. You go a long way to get there. Too, I mean, the looks of this. Yeah, it looks like it's pretty, uh, pretty extensive. Looking, I was looking for another map because there's a bunch of different maps in there. Uh, I was trying to find if there was a different name for it. Yeah, but it's uh, they, and that was more extensive. But again, you had the Steward's Cave, which is interesting. Uh, this particular map talked about uh, the Steward's Cave is one of the areas they cited. We have stewards as Freemasons, so it would make sense that you know if Freemasons founded this, they would kind of pull certain names and or ranks or whatever mm -hmm. out of our ritual. I mean, somebody perfect. needs to make the sandwiches. The stewards would seem to be like, like yeah, that's <laughs> right. For that, so. right. I get it. And they could always yeah. make them at the buttery. Yeah, right. At the buttery. With the, right next to the wine store. You have some nice wine and sandwiches. It, it, it's funny, though, because they have like the intersect of raw. Like, was there like a stoplight? Yeah, I'm so picturing like a stoplight. It's <laughs> like all these utilitarian caves, and all of a sudden, it's like the river sticks, and like you know something right. involving rods. But I challenge anybody: you want to go up there and look at this? This is uh, these caves are are pretty freaking creepy. Where did the map come from? Like, who was? Did somebody? I think this is actually the map that um, I, I don't know who named the map, but I'm looking at actually a, a map picture of. The side of in modern day, they put up a map on the wall. Okay. I don't know where the ritual or names because are. this one doesn't look like a modern one. The one that Joe's looking at here. I'm that actually looking. Yeah, the picture that I'm looking at is actually a metal sign that's stuck to oh. the side of the of the stone that shows all this. But it is interesting though that somebody actually had to carve this out. Right. Like there's some sections that look like like they could be natural formations, but there's other sections of it that definitely. Right. You know, somebody spent a good amount of time. Now, if you look at the entrance hundreds. of this cave, it actually looks kind of like a church entrance. You guys seeing this? If you go to the Hellfire Club caves, um, are you looking at the just actual? Go, just Google Google images, and you'll see it. It kind of looks like so. You got like a front side with a archway opening, and then you have two sides on each side of it. Like it, it kind of looks like. The entrance of a church. It's kind of creep. Seeing any of this? Loading. <laughs> Please wait. Buffering. So I see what you're looking at, and it right. definitely does. Oh, I okay. recall hearing something to the effect of... It was an ad. They might have been underneath a church, and it was kind of a mockery of the church that was going on upstairs with the things that were going on below it. Mm. But I could be wrong on that. I'm right. taking that from Ghost Hunter. It's just the entryway to the uh, to the complex, right? Yeah, yeah. Steel here, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's the entryway to the the cave complex. Yeah, my guess so, is it probably was. So here's uh, here's what we got. The um, they were made to mock the entrance of a Gothic church. <laughs> doesn't that does, doesn't. That sounds like a nice thing to do. <laughs> That's just especially in the mid 1700s. Yeah, the church. you know, but it, actually, it does go directly beneath St. Lawrence's Church. Oh wow! So while that entrance is definitely it's the Hellfire's Hellfire Club's way of mocking the church, right? One of the the main rooms that they met in was below St. Lawrence Church and their mausoleums. So that's mm -hmm. interesting. Not uh, not completely shocking, considering that, uh, you know, the church tried suppressing Freemasonry, you know, in those times. You know, 
the church was opposed to some of these guys who were doing different things, such as like, you know, the Illuminati and all that stuff. And we've covered Illuminati. I'd like to cover them again. Illuminati, Illuminati, because Illuminati. Not that Illuminati joke. Oh, I'm sorry. I would like to cover the Illuminati again and go back to some of their prior episodes where, because now I, we have like, where we can do our homework on certain things, you know, like um, I covered the Illuminati in the Mason's Mouth Off, which was our first episode. Yep. And it was more just ideas around the table and thoughts and, you know, we, it was uh, very rough. But I actually want to cover it again on a more intellectual level rather than just us pissed off because they're constantly making fun of us on YouTube and yeah. everything. Now that that's kind of died down a little bit, we can uh, speak with clear minds regarding right. the Illuminati brother. Agreed. Yeah. Yep. Dig it. So, what do you say? We take a break. Sounds good. Yeah, works. Take a break. You want me to put on the... Uh, They'll be back soon screen, or you want to leave it up live? We'll leave it up live, because you know what? Everybody you, want to, wants to look at Joe. Everybody wants there. to listen to Joe sing. Mm-hmm. Actually, Joe, maybe you can give everybody a little heads up on our uh, our Christmas album. Oh, yes. Hold on. We'll do it on the break. So uh, right. we'll be back. Freemasons podcast. What's your brother George? Oh, it's me. I hear you're making a Christmas album. I want in. I want in. Please, I beg you. Papa George, you will be on the Christmas album. I got songs. I got carols. I got it all. I need to be on. I just told you, yes, you will be on the Christmas album. Do you mean it? You <laughs> promise? Yes, I you mean promise it. I Christmas? promise. I said I promise five times. Wow. Thank you. You're not the d- I thought you were. God, I hate that puppet. We're back. We're back. We're back. And we're going to be talking about the Hellfire Clubs. We're going to be talking about the second half of this is our own opinions as to what transpired in there as well as how we feel about it in terms of Freemasonry. So, we'll start off again. Well, the historical record does talk a little bit, well, actually quite to some extent, about what went on in the Hellfire Clubs. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's fairly good records. Um, I don't really want to talk about the details because again the podcast minions are up here Mm -hmm. suffice it to say there were some bad things that went on up to and including murder oh really at least one occasion i didn't hear i read about yeah um well you could talk about that about the murder yeah i'd have to go back and find the reference um it was actually during the Find my original wow, I didn't source. read about the murder. I had well, not heard about the murder. Up to and including murder, and there was a... Um, they actually cited their source as well. There was a footnote to it, but I didn't go and read the footnoted article. Wow. Interesting. So... You continue, and I will find it. Yeah. First, the, first and foremost, we know, I mean, right off the bat, that they were drinking like fish. Yep. Yes, that is. That's they, they, they were basically just pouring stuff down their throat. There was even a reference I said that uh, there may have been some hard drugs that were being used in there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that there was a debauchery in uh, very the, where they actually brought in uh, prostitutes and stuff. 
Who is? Who is? Who brought the who is? Yeah, see, this is a really difficult topic to talk about when we when <laughs> must we have, have been frank. I mean, here. they're older; they know yeah, a little still. bit. So, but um, okay. So I was actually reading this on. I I'm curious it. about this murder thing. Yeah. It was the uh, in the Abarta Heritage, the Abarta Heritage site here, I guess, and they actually wrote an article, and the, the article is footnoted and stuff, so it's it's got some legitimate sources that they were pulling their material from. Mm-hmm. But the actual reference here, let's see. The Hellfire Club soon became notorious for its excesses, which were often conducted in public. Its heavy drinking sessions were sometimes attended by sexual assault and violence, ending in murder on at least one recorded occasion. Jesus. And that is referenced from the Dublin Hellfire Club by um, D. Ryan. Dublin would be Ireland then. Mm-hmm. So this wasn't the and actual then, Wharton one. No. And then uh, there was another book here that they referenced the uh, murder reference from The Trials of James Cotter and Henry Baron Barry of Santry, two case studies in administration of criminal justice in early 18th century Ireland mm. by N. Graham. So I have a little bit on the ritual. Oh. Yeah. I didn't find anything on that. Okay. I saw a couple of references to robes and then the Master of Revels, but that was all I could find regarding that. So I have a little bit on the ritual. Um, this is not the original Wharton Hellfire Club, but uh, let's see here. Uh, this has, uh, it was decorated in mythological themes, phallic symbols, and other items of sexual nature. Uh, and then we're getting into no the, there. this <laughs> this particular, it's, it's historyhustle.com. Uh, the Hellfire Club. This is where we're citing this from. Now we get into the weird eyes wide shut ritual, mm-hmm. Christian, Catholic, pagan stuff. And it says meetings would be held twice a year. Invitations were sent by prior, and costumes were required to be worn by attendees. The meetings were held or recorded in 1779 in a book called Nocturnal Revels. So this is around the Benjamin Franklin times. So just to be clear, every member attending would be allowed to eat well and enjoy the company of, (laughs) this is funny, quote, (laughs) cheerful ladies of lively dispositions. (laughs) Cheerful ladies of lively dispositions? Wow, that's... Uh, Sex and wine certainly seem to have a major part of the rituals. Even the landscape was uh, sexualized. The gardens included the Temple of Venus and Parlor of Venus, as well as statues of Pan and Propius. I think there was a cave of Uranus or something in there, too. I I could be wrong. I could be wrong. (laughs) Very nice. So who attended these meetings? Members included the notorious John Wilkes. Who uh, nope. political? And this is not John Wilkes Booth. Uh, no, just want to be clear on that. So, uh, whose political spat with fellow monk and founding member, the Earl of Sandwich? Oh, there oh, we fellow go. monk! Look at that. No, but Earl of Sandwich. I so know, there you I'm go. There's your cave of Sandwich. Yes. Or your hallway of can- Sandwich, or whatever God, it was I called. Really use a sandwich right now. And it actually says yes. That was a real guy. Who Send would, me a kiss yeah, down no, as always. I who need, would I expose the activities of the club to censure and cement its notoriety in the public imagination? Benjamin, Benjamin Franklin, founder of the U.S. and a fan of madness, including glass harmonica. I don't know what that is. Inducing glass harmonica. Excuse me. Chevalier Dion. Wow. Good for you. Yeah, that was good. 
Uh, that was really good. Uh, the sexually ambiguous cross-dressing French spy in George Selwyn, the 18th century known necrophiliac. Oh, God. Jesus. Yeah, we don't need to define no, these people weren't good. into nice things. No. This is why they couldn't have nice Ladies things. were also reported to be members with Lady Mary Worley Montag being perhaps the most illustrious. <laughs> what was that phrase again? Ladies of... Oh, I'll, I'll read it back. Lively just... ladies of cheerful disposition. There we go. <laughs> Lively <laughs> ladies of yeah. cheerful disposition. Okay. Oh, God. I think there's a picture of her, too. Holy hell. We should start a band. We really should. <laughs> a survey of Dublin's 18th century shop signs oh. listed no fewer than six taverns in close proximity, including the Hellfire Club's favorite meeting place, the Eagle Tavern. Others included the Cock and the Punch Bowl, the Globe, Shocker. the Hoop, Jacob's Ladder, and the Three Cranes. They had Ooh. really, really clever pub names mm. back then. Uh, we should thing. open a pub. We, we need to open a pub and have really a band. Do. Yeah, and have a band. We'll no. talk about that off air. We'll call it Lively uh, Ladies <laughs> with Cheerful Disposition. Right. Right. That's the name of the band. And it'll be three guys. Oh, my right. God. It'll be awesome. Uh, we'll we'll dress dress like, we'll dress I'm like staying far like, away from that. Like no. a barbershop quartet. Yeah. Oh, good. Just like that, only different. I'm good. I'm staying hell away from These that. great bar names. Oh, uh, then you'll be the head of the groupies. No. Anyway. Uh, images of grown men sitting in the dark hellfire caves wearing hooded or caped costumes tend to lend credibility to satanic worship or black masses. So was this a social club or the elite or secret satanic sex cult? I guess we'll never know. Again, all this is um, all this is speculative. So mm-hmm. there's nothing definitively <laughs> Joseph Schultz. I don't even want to know. You said hookers and blow? <laughs> Pretty much it was the day's equivalent of hookers right. and blow. Uh, my assumption is it probably, I don't think cocaine was a thing then, but I know opioids were. Yeah, there could have been heroin so, and opium. Uh, sure. I mean, yeah. anything of that nature. I mean, you could even go back as far as saying, uh, you know, we did our whole uh, Freemasonry and psychedelics. I mean, you could even go as far as saying that they were eating magic mushrooms and stuff. I mean, who knows? Um, Mid-1700s. It's possible. Anything's possible. I mean... It's organic. They had hemp. We know they had hemp. Right. So, I mean, who knows? But, uh, so let's talk just about a couple things. Number one, this has nothing to do with straight, straight line Freemasonry. No, nothing no, to zero. do. None Even of this Freemasonry in general, they don't. There was a there was a video circulated a long time ago, which was, in my opinion, clearly photoshopped of a stripper in a Masonic. Oh uh, yeah, what were they yeah. talking about? So, the, um, so fake. Were they talking about the Royal Order of Jesters or something like yes. that? Right. Yes, and it was clearly so fake. Clearly fake. Yeah. Freemasonry and its appendant bodies do not <coughs> engage in this kind of stuff. No. Yeah. And if and if you're one of our listeners, of. we don't need to see that video again. I don't no, need to offend myself on that. No. And I'll, let me also just go on and add that, um, you know, if any, you are a Mason in and out of Lodge. Yes. yes. In and out of Lodge. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, granted, different times, different era. You know, I know what we adhere to in modern days and what we're supposed to do and how we're supposed to act. So these things would not be happening 
in modern times with modern Freemasonry. There's no, it's not like, you know, we all come up here to Morningstar Lodge and somebody right. raises a hand and makes a proposal to, uh, hey, we're going to start the Hellfire Club. No, <laughs> it no. doesn't happen. Right. Uh, I just want to be clear on that. We, uh, we, Freemasonry has men of good moral character, and like you said, both in and out of the lodge. That's, and most of our time as Masons is, mm-hmm. occurs outside of a lodge. Right. And that's where practicing the tenets right. of Freemasonry are are put into play. So yeah, you I mean, can't you can't really reconcile one with the other. You can't. You can't. There's, and that is definitely something you cannot reconcile. Yeah. Uh, for instance, I mean, perfect example is that prostitution is illegal. Especially, I mean, not everywhere in the United States, but here in Connecticut, oh, hell yeah. yeah. Your ass is going to jail. You are breaking and the law. one of the things that, you know, we, we you're charged with, I think even as an EA, is to conform to the laws and rules of the land. Mm-hmm. So if we're going out and doing this, and let's say we're doing it in the basement of this building, we're violating the law. And you're and violating we, your Masonic obligation. And yes, and absolutely. Yeah, it would not be compatible with no, this fraternity. No, 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 no. Definitely not compatible. So none of this happens. Again, take. you got to take the times. You know what I mean? Right now, it's 2019. This is 1721 is when all this got started, 1720. Right. Yeah. And you could get away with it without anybody knowing about it back right. then, but right. by the same token, you and uh-huh. your heart know that you're violating your Masonic obligations when you do this, which right. makes it makes it kind of disturbing. It's wrong. There's right. so it many Masons that were involved in it. I mean, even far as this is, you know, we also claim as Freemasons we are not perfect men we try to be perfect and if you're starting a hellfire club then you're you're not trying trying. you're you're probably not (laughs) trying too hard you're just embracing the suck at that point (laughs) you're not even giving it one hell of an effort whatsoever it's like uh, and i mean we talked about franklin and his 13 virtues and he couldn't do any of them and Mm -hmm. i don't know if we were able to pass that test either but you know i did with i think we got a few more than him I think we got a few more than him. This club, you know, understand that you know. For instance, you know, Benjamin Franklin was a man of power. You know, he was a man of power, and again, he was also the one. Was he the one that said uh, power corrupts? Absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. Was that Benjamin? Stop that bottle. I don't know if that was Benjamin Franklin, or maybe it was Thomas Jefferson. Could be wrong. Look it up. Oh, well, hashtag yeah, look it up. We definitely have to. But that is a phrase that's been that. said. Power corrupts. Absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. So you have Benjamin Franklin. I mean, realistically, he was a rock star of his day. He was. He invented the bifolds. He was the the guy. Was he was the guy with the kite with the yeah with the with the key. They say he discovered electricity. Obviously, he didn't because no. it existed before him. But he discovered how to potentially harness it and use it yeah. for a practical application. Right. So. Great inventor. I, I mean, and he was also inventor. a well-known diplomat. He was, he was, you know, he was a rock star. Yeah. He went over to France for. I mean, he was in France for basically the entire American Revolution, mm-hmm. I believe. Right. He Most was, the, he with was the exception was of maybe signing the Declaration of yep. Independence and the Constitution, but he was over in France the majority of the time. Yeah, he was and, key into the, getting them involved right. on our side, and he was doing all kinds of crazy shit in France. I mean, he was, you know, he was into. 
females over there and drinking in high society, mm-hmm. so powder in your face and acting like an ass. Like Powder in your face. Oh, yeah, that's what they did in France. They did powder their faces. They did. There, yeah. They always powdered their faces and wore the wigs. So, point of fact, John Americ Edward Dalberg Action. Wow, that was a long name. John Americ Edward Dalberg Acton coined the most current incarnation of the phrase, writing in a letter to Bishop Mandel Crichton in 1887, power tends to corrupt, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Okay. All right. So There weird. we go. I never There's your fact. That. There's your yeah. fact check. There's your fact. So, anyway, this is what I wanted to do. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to uh, Brother Peter Daigle, podcast artiste. 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 He, uh, I actually posted a, the new Freemasons podcast logo that is for Thanksgiving. So uh, oh, I want to give oh, our I brother and art. He did that. He did that. Absolutely. He does all our artwork. Thank you, Brother Peter. I commissioned him. I say, hey, there's a holiday coming up. Throw it in there. So uh, I want to thank him, and we're going to toast him. So, all right. Let's toast Ken, him. Ken, you're Brother up. Peter, thank you so much. Is your cannon oh, charged in a line? My You're good? cannon is charged in a line. Mine is not. I will... Dead air, dead air. <laughs> the worst thing that can happen in the video. It out. It'll dead let it out. I'll let it out. Right. If you're watching live, listen, you're catching yeah, all the whatever. bloops. You're watching live. You're, you're watching live. Fan, you're missing all the misspellings, the word flubbles. Four word flubbles. Three <laughs> drop Wi-Fi's. <laughs> what was the two? Two was... Oh, I'll have to look it up. Two was... Uh, at any rate, Brother mm. Peter Daigle. Two yeah, toast misfires and uh, a puppet trying to fight me. <laughs> brethren, right hand to arms. Two arms. arms. Ready. Ready. Aim. 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 Fire. Good fire. Fire all. Together, brothers. Viva. 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 Beautiful. Thank you, brother. <laughs> so, Ken, final thoughts on uh, the Hellfire Club. Um, this day and age, I don't think something like this could exist. Or want it to exist. Well, I mean, I wouldn't personally want it to exist. I couldn't see a bunch of Freemasons being a member of this type of society. I mean, like we talked about earlier, it's completely... Not compatible. Yeah, it's there's no way to recon, uh, reconcile it with our obligations. No. So I don't think it would exist, at least mm-hmm. not in the form that it existed back then. And honestly... I'm going to take it back to the point that you made about everybody having, you know, smartphones nowadays. I don't mm-hmm. think something like this could exist. Yeah, no, somebody would take, especially with men of power. Like yeah. it just, and it shouldn't, as far as I'm concerned. So, I mean, it's it's interesting that it existed when it did. I personally would not be a member of such mm-hmm. such an, a society. And granted, I'm not, you know, the type of I'm not the target demographic of these guys, so they wouldn't invite me anyway, but it's certainly not consistent with my personal values or the values of the fraternity. Perfect. Just real quick, uh, Worshipful Brother Joseph Schultz said, you're still doing it wrong, talking about the toasts. Uh, Oh. Just, what? Oh. Uh, uh, His, uh, obviously, and uh, Worshipful Brother Joe, we actually talked uh, a little bit earlier on how, you know, your toasts at your table lodge that you did Excuse me. Are, are much different than ours here yeah. in Connecticut. Uh, we actually do it purposely incorrect here at the podcast mm-hmm. because to not mimic that of the. Yeah, yeah we yeah, don't want to show, show exactly yeah. what we. You don't want to show exactly what we do, so we do it wrong intentionally. Um, there are a couple things that you did during your, and again, if he's if he's you know if there's a brother 
who's been at a table lodge, Worship Brother Joe and Greg and whoever, who's been at a table lodge, they know exactly what we're missing. Yep. Yes. Uh, And I had said, the only thing that we do is the, we don't do the right hand to the presentation. Yeah, okay. The swords. Um, That's the only thing we don't do, but there are other parts that we uh, purposely omit because we want to keep the podcast hosts quite separate. Then from our the Connecticut table, table from our Connecticut table right, watch yep. that's done intentionally. Yep. So, oh, what's your brother Joe? What do you got for the Hellfire Club? Final thoughts <sighs> on it. Fire thought. Final thoughts on it are yes, I believe there was some type of sexual club aspect to it. I mm. don't necessarily believe that they were Satanists. Um, again, because of the incompatibility with Freemasonry and the number of Freemasons involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, I still say to those brothers that were involved i still don't get how they can be compatible and how you can reconcile them mm. um th- no no man is perfect and no freemason is perfect but this seems to right. go beyond the bounds yeah. of like you said <clears throat> we may fall short of it but we strive for it mm-hmm. this isn't even trying right yeah you're trying for the opposite exactly you're you're, you're trying to make a point and go to the mm. far extreme for whatever your motivation is, it just to me it's not compatible, and mm-hmm. that right. I would not be uh, would not be interested. Right. I guess here's my opinions, and my opinions I, I may vary a little differently than you guys. Um, number one, I want to be clear: we weren't there. We weren't part of the Hellfire no. Clubs. We we as who we are right now. We're you know you know this is what how many seventeen hundred seventeen twenty removed from two thousand nineteen. It's what two three hundred years. How many years is that? Math is hard. I'm let's terrible with, math. Uh, terrible math. Let's go with approximately three hundred years. Yeah, approximately three hundred years. I wasn't there, so I don't know what happened in the cave. And I hate to, you know, we're only getting secondhand stories and. Yeah. Also, there is, just like anything else, a smear campaign. Yeah. There's even a smear campaign on us today, you know, that we're all devil worshippers and Satanists. So I don't want to speculate on what they were doing. Do yeah. I think they were doing some questionable shit in there? Yes. Um, do I think it had anything to do with Freemasonry? No. I also just want to add that, you know, despite the fact of them doing questionable, creepy things, I mean, you know, they talked about, oh, they were all wearing black capes. That has nothing to do. That doesn't mean they right, have that any. Has, that, that's a yeah. circumstantial. It doesn't mean they oh, so they're wearing factual, black capes but, with hoods. Yeah. They have to be doing Satan stuff. No, because actually the Priory of Sion, which was a yep. strictly Christian religion right. uh, or a Christian sect organization, yeah, organization. They were, they were wearing. They black. were wearing black. Yep. You know, black is not necessarily a symbol of Satanism or so devil worshiping. So does every priest. Right. Like, so and so do the Sith, and they're not all that bad. <laughs> They're just the Sith are just misunderstood. Yeah, they really are. So, so I just want to be clear that the, that just because they're wearing a black hood and black cape does not necessarily mean it had anything to do yeah. with Satanism. But again, I've made the uh, comparison to you know here in Lodge, you know about our ritual. Mm-hmm. You have a guy come off the street, comes upstairs, opens our door, not realizing he's in the right place, out of context, and sees it looks really a guy really laying bad. on the ground, dead, with a bunch of people laying, or you know, not dead, but you know laying on the ground with a bunch of masons surrounding him with their hands you know over there around over an his altar body, with ram's around horns an altar with ram's yeah. horns with the lights down low yeah. it looks it looks weird. ominous yeah. you know yeah. what i mean yeah so i think part of it is yes they were doing some 
some some questionable things, but I think they're also sensationalized by those who weren't yeah. actually there. Plus, the historical record is full of holes. And right, who historical record full of holes. Who wrote what? This and, even includes the Illuminati of yeah. ancient times. You know, there's not. You know, because again, I've, I've brought up the, the comment about the Illuminati that there's an ulterior thing is because one of the things that they, the Illuminati, disagreed with is actually having any type of overhead government whatsoever, because they believed that if you lived by the the uh, moral law, yep, you got no need for a government. You got right. no need for police officers. Everybody is moral and you did the right thing. You know what's right and wrong. You know what's right and wrong. Don't do it. You know. Uh, again, if you're all waiting in line for, you know, at, if you're waiting in line at Walmart, don't cut the line. She's going to look right at me. Yeah. <laughs> Is that something you do? That's not something I do. That's something, something that, that was done to today. me that I yeah. threatened to. Uh, yeah, you don't need to go. Yeah. We're good. Family not show. Threatened. Family uh, show. I, I didn't threaten. Let me let me clear. I didn't Blow threaten the, the person. I didn't threaten anybody else. Uh, I, I had said something to Hannah that. Hey, uh, no cutsies. Maybe there might be some uh, demolition derby in a Walmart if this happens. So, as your counselor, I'm going to tell you that you were <laughs> metaphorically speculating. Metaphorically speculating. Thank metaphorically you. speculating. Thank you. Uh, but you know, according to the moral law, if you live by the moral law, no need for a government. That's what the Illuminati believes. Then mm. look it up. If you but don't believe humankind me. is not perfect. There right. are always no. those who would choose not to right. live by that strict set of morals, Correct. and then that's when you Absolutely. get into problems. Which brings me to my next point and my final point on the Hellfire Clubs. I would love to know what their ritual was. I would love to know. I'm a huge ritual guy, and I love the esoteric. You know, like Emerald Tablets of Thoth and the Kybalion and all that stuff and our ritual. And I'm huge into ritual. I would love to know what their actual ritual was. Yeah, I couldn't find anything on that. That's, you can't. That There's nothing be... to be found. But hmm. I would love to know by, like, what ethical background their or, or you know, what understanding their, uh, their ritual was. If any. If yeah. any. Well, maybe it's just a bunch of guys screwing around up there. Having a good time, guys and ladies, clearly, because, Ken, they were, uh, what, what were they again? Um, <laughs> li- lively? Lady? Lively ladies of a cheerful disposition. Yes, yes. <laughs> lively ladies. <laughs> really make sure that we're quoting that properly. We have to quote yeah. that properly, and on top of that, uh, uh, I'm, I'm just saying, if Lucinda Pendleton was kind of floating around there. <laughs> All comes back to Lucinda. Sweet, sweet Lucinda. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still smitten with her. I'm sorry. I don't care what you guys say. I wasn't up here for that episode. I did listen to it after the fact, and then Joe posted the picture, and I was like, "It's the crazy eyes that I get can me." See. Yeah, I did I can not see like, what everybody I did not saw. Not care for the crazy eyes. No, no, but you know, to each their own, I guess. Whatever. I'm gonna shut up. <laughs> the crazy eyes. All right. If you see the crazy eyes, you need to. Dude, run. the crazy eyes are run. crazy. Like, they're, right? They're creepy. That's like, like the she, first giveaway. And of, then three of her husbands just went MIA. Like, right. two of them just were assassinated. Just like, just well, Epstein. One of them disappeared. Three. Right? Not even Epstein. Like, like uh, what's his name? Uh, William Morgan. Yeah, William yeah, Morgan yep. just disappeared off the face of the earth. Yeah. Number two, maybe he had. You had. Uh, the leader of the Mormons was assassinated. Who was one? She was one of his like sister yeah. wives. Like was assassinated. Bring him younger, Joseph. Yeah. No, she had the Joseph Smith. Joseph right? Smith. Yeah, yeah. Just ended up just getting assassinated. And then number three, 
I don't even know. I he, don't even know. I don't even remember what happened with him. Well, but number like, three probably deserved it too. I mean, look at her. Yeah, man. but you know what? After two, no, though, I'm good, man. You see crazy eyes and one goes, and you're like, mm, coincidence. <laughs> crazy <laughs> eyes and her second husband's dead. Like, it's oh, at a point where if I was ever on a date and a girl, she was like, oh, like a blind date or a setup, whatever. Her name she was Lucinda. In, she was like, hi, my name's Lucinda. I'm like, nope, <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> I'm Chelsea Pendleton. Check, please. <laughs> I'm Chelsea Pendleton. I don't even know about the last uh, name. Yeah. Uh, and I used to like the la- I I used to like the word Pendleton. Again, you know, Camp Pendleton, Marine Corps. But now it's like. Now you can't get Lucinda out of your head. <laughs> sweet, sweet <laughs> Lucinda Pendleton. Was she a lady of? She sullied the. She word. was a lively lady of. <laughs> The cheerful, <laughs> cheerful disposition. Awesome. All right. Make the stuff uh, all right. What do you guys say? I think we're good. All right. Yes. With that being said, for the Freemasons podcast, I'm Rose Wright, Worshipful Brother George Marjorie, signing off. Worshipful Brother Joe, signing off. Worshipful Brother Ken, signing off. Have a good one, everyone.